welcome to Voices of CFMA, Construction Financial Management Association's podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders sponsored by Old Republic Surety. I'm your host, Sal Marino, CFMA's Marketing and Content Manager. This month, I am joined by Francisco Enriquez. Francisco is the co-founder of Adaptive, an all-in-one cost management solution that combines AP automation, expense management, approval routing, and vendor compliance into one platform. So Francisco, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Let's just jump right into this. Uh, you want to tell me a little bit about how you got started in your line of work? Yeah. So I'm the co-founder of Adaptive. Um, we're a software company. We're a financial management platform built specifically for the construction industry. Basically, what we do is we build technology to automate, simplify, and centralize kind of all aspects of managing the financials and the finances of a construction company. Um, my road to kind of working around construction finance is kind of circuitous. Um, so stepping back a little bit, 10 years ago, soon after I graduated from college, I co-founded a think tank in Texas called Glasshouse Policy. And um, we were an organization that worked on a lot of state and local issues around Texas most specifically around like land use and transportation was where our most, most, most of our focus um, was based. And public transit actually was kind of like my gateway drug into construction, most specifically because we um, happened to do a lot of work early on in our development as an organization around like public transit studies, things around, you know, rerouting uh, transit lines to accommodate higher ridership or to incentivize higher ridership to transport density studies, all of which kind of oriented around or impacted by land use. Eventually over time, um, we started focusing on land use more specifically, um, starting with a, an opportunity that we had to help rewrite Austin's, Austin, Texas's land development code. So it's zoning laws. Um, so through that process, spent a lot of time thinking about the built environment, thinking about zoning and land use. And we happened to have the opportunity as a result of this, of course, to host a lot of charrettes with the construction industries, so like design charrettes in which um, we would come up with proposed policies and then various construction organizations and architects, um, GCs, home builders would kind of come together into a room and see whether or not it was feasible to build to the density that we had recommended um, and the form that to, based on around kind of the form requirements that we established through the, through the proposed zoning law. And so through that, I got to know and respect a lot of folks in the construction industry. Um, so much so that when I ended up finally going to business school, um, which I graduated from in 2021 at Stanford, um, I was pretty leaned into working on real estate because of my experience working on land use policy in Texas. Um, and so uh, once I got into business school, one, I met my co-founders in business school. But second, I also had the opportunity to intern between my first and second year at this company called CRC, which is a uh, real estate development company based in D.C. It's um, It was actually founded as a spin out of Clark Construction. So my understanding is that the origination of CRC was the founders of Clark wanted kind of a capital vehicle through which they could invest in real estate across the country and do ground up development. And um, CRC was born, eventually kind of rebranded into CRC. So I worked there for my first and second year. And when I graduated, I kind of had a decision to make, which was, did I want to stay kind of in real estate development? Um, and work at CRC in DC, or did I want to pursue a software idea that I had with a couple of my classmates from business school, which I ended up deciding the latter for better or for worse. So now that's how I, that's how we kind of got into the space of orienting around like, you know, construction and software and automation and everything else. Awesome. And was it ever, did, was it an equal, were you like trying to decide, was it real estate or this idea, or did you always know that you're like, I'm going to do this idea? Like, it's just, <laughs> um, 
they both had pros and cons. I would tell you that I think that my life, I, I'm much more stressed doing software than I would be doing real estate <laughs> and I work much longer hours. Um, so, you know, the give and take was I was really interested in real estate development, real estate, and, you know, really interested in real estate. But I think that the idea of solving what we what we saw to be an acute problem in construction, which, you know, it represents 13 percent of global, G, global GDP is a massive industry, was a little bit more um, interesting to me at the time when I graduated. That's fair enough. Maybe you also really like stress. Maybe it could be that. Too. Yeah, maybe I, I always <laughs> love feeling stressed out every day, not being able to sleep well. Right, exactly. Uh-huh. So what brought you to CFMA? So um, when we started the software business, we weren't exactly sure what we wanted to focus on. But we, again, like I mentioned, we were extremely interested in, in software, building software for the construction industry. Um, we actually started building a different um, software platform, one that was focused on helping land developers and home builders identify and diligence new build sites. So like lots that they could acquire and then diligence them to figure out what they could build on, what kind of building form they could build, you know, the utility hookups in the area, all that stuff. Um, but as we spoke more and more to these construction professionals, the folks who were actually using our platform day after, you know, day after day, we got to know that um, kind of just how challenging it is just to run the business of a construction company, specifically all the construction financials and accounting compliance requirements, all huge headaches right. for everyone up and down the food chain within the industry. Um, and so realizing this, we decided we wanted to pivot to building software to instead simplify and automate kind of the most time consuming, complex, and frankly annoying parts of running a construction company, which is the kind of financials in the back office and what better place to learn about construction finance than from the Construction Financial Management Association and the professionals who make it up themselves. So that's, so we, we, joined, this, we joined the association, we started, you know, participating in the forums, uh, and we've learned an immense amount about like the pain points around how uh, construction financials currently operate and how they could operate with a little bit of software support. I mean, the Connection Cafe is just, incredible resource for us. I mean, these are actual real-life construction, construction financial management professionals who are day in and day out exchanging information about best practices, talking about their pain points and running the back office of construction company and the financials of them. Um, we find to be like perhaps the most valuable resource that we've that we've gotten access to for better understanding our customer, their needs, and how we can better serve them. Yeah, that's great. Um, so historically, I feel like construction has always been lagging with technology and as somebody who's in that area, how do you feel that construction and technology are progressing? Do you feel like they're getting closer together? Mm -hmm. what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, I think there's this often repeated idea that construction companies aren't willing to pay for software. They're not willing to adopt software. I think that we take a little bit of a different approach, which is not that construction companies aren't willing to pay for or adopt software. I mean, a lot of the folks who make up these construction companies use software in their daily lives all the time. It's that these construction companies aren't willing to pay for and use bad software. I think construction companies have extremely high standards. They have extremely complex operations, and they're not going to—they're not, they're not willing to buy bloated software that takes months of onboarding or software that makes you work in order to get access or value out of the software. They want software that's gonna provide value out of the gate and is relatively stress-free to adopt. Um, so I, I think unfortunately there's kind of the status quo uh, for technology industry where software basically makes how you know makes you change how you run your business in order to use it, as opposed to software that makes running your business a little bit easier. Um, and you know, to that end, we see a lot of software in the industry that instead require that requires someone within a construction company to spend days or weeks or even months to learn how to use it to get any any value out of it or, or software that may require 
a GC to get all of their subs and vendors to also sign up for the software in order to use the software. These are like clear pain points that we hear people talk about constantly as, as annoyances when they're trying to adopt new software. And I think the industry has been burned many times from people who promise software that ultimately just doesn't really deliver value immediately. So I think that we believe the industry is extremely eager to try kind of new cutting edge software that actually simplifies all the complications of running construction business and cuts down on all the waste of time and resources of doing so as well. Um, and I think that we, we have built and we endeavor to continue to build software that is extraordinarily simple, provides value right out of the gate. You can onboard in minutes, you can automate all your AP approvals, processes, expense management, bill pay, vendor compliance kind of in minutes. You don't need someone to become a subject matter expert in our software to spend, you know, the next four months taking hour-long session classes with us to figure out how to use it. It's something you can use immediately and get value out of immediately. So do you think there's still that segment of construction who has been burned by bad software and maybe that's why they're a little more reluctant to get on board with new technology? I, th I think almost certainly. Think about if you were to kind of adopt a piece of software that promises to solve a problem in your life and you do that over and over again every single time, it's a disappointment. I mean, we've had calls with plenty of construction companies who tell us that, you know, they're, you know, they're really hesitant to adopt new software because of some error that the previous software caused in their method of doing business, or, you know, maybe their um, their general ledger was messed up by integrating another piece of software, so they don't really want to adopt yours. I think we hear that all the time. I think that's that's reasonable, though. I mean, that's how I would act, certainly, in the situation as well, is that if I was trying to buy software and continuously disappointed, maybe I'm less likely to do it. However, I do think the industry is massive. I think you have an extreme willingness to innovate within the industry, just not the tools to do so. And I think that we also talk to construction companies all the time who, once they get over the hurdle of actually adopting good software that provides value immediately, they see the value that software can provide to their business and they can see how much money and time it saves them and their team. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so let's just switch gears a little bit. Our members love advice. Uh, they talk about advice <laughs> a lot. Um, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? You know, I think that uh, kind of as in software, as in construction, Kind of the stronger the foundation you build, the higher you can build. Um, and we think about this constantly within the context of our product as well, which is that we need to deliver something of real value before just like stacking on features that are all shoddy in their own way um, or that do well in sales calls. And so continuously what we seek to do is like before we release, you know, to our customers, we want to make sure it's delivering real value. It's been vetted. It's been tested. It's been prototyped. It's been tested again. Um, and ultimately, we're not just delivering on, you know, random kind of features that sound really nice and that people may think sound nice, but in reality aren't delivering a lot of value because they're not engineered well, they're not built well, they're error prone, whatever. So we, we, we always try to kind of keep in mind that we're dealing with people's real books, real businesses, and in order to build something that's going to deliver a lot of value, you have to make sure that you're doing so iteratively and you're building on a strong base. Yeah, that's great advice. Uh, and sticking with advice, do you have any advice to somebody who's new to the industry, whether it's construction or tech or, or what have you? You know, I think that especially in the kind of financials and accounting side, one thing that I found, you know, I went to business school, we had to take a lot of finance and accounting, no matter how well you did in finance or accounting, uh, in undergrad, uh, you know, in, in an apprenticeship, in business school or grad school, whatever, wherever you learned it, construction is a different animal. <laughs> 
And like, it's going to be a fire hose in terms of learning all the terminology and all the complex workflows and requirements to do, uh, to manage a construction back office. Um, so know it's gonna be a fire hose going in, give yourself time to learn, adapt to the industry, reach out to other folks within the CFMA who are always eager to help and always eager to chat about kind of how they run their businesses. Um, and just, you know, don't get, don't get overwhelmed at the get-go because it's a lot to learn. And I mean, it's something that we deal with a lot within our organization, just like tr training our engineers on construction, finance, and accounting is, you know, something that we invest a lot of time in. Um, and uh, it's unique. It's a unique space. And that's what makes it all so exciting. Well, Francisco, this has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we sign off? I, you know, I think that we, you know, we, we really value the CFMA. I, I like that I basically read every post that's posted every single day. So um, thank you to everyone who continues to be active in, in the community cafe. Um, it's really, really valuable for us. And hopefully we're going to build, you know, software even better as a result because of all your feedback. So, so thank you. Well, that is awesome. Uh, well, Francisco, thank you so much for talking with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Sal. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Voices of CFMA. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe and share on social media. And if you're interested in learning more about the Construction Financial Management Association, check out cfma.org. Thank you to our sponsor, Old Republic Surety, and I'll see everybody next month. Thanks.